Many people have heard of Doge, but don't really know the partnership between Jackson Palmer, who came up with this idea of the, using the Doge meme and said, just joking about making this coin called Dogecoin. And uh, Billy Marcus contacted Jackson and said, hey, I can help you make this. And they were really making fun of the cryptocurrency space at that time. That was the whole idea because... Hi, everyone. Today we have an esteemed guest with us today. Chris, can you introduce yourself? Hi, Alison. Uh, uh, thanks for being here. Uh, I'm Chris Pax, and I have a YouTube channel where I cover cryptocurrency, concentrate a lot on Dogecoin, but I also talk about quite a bit of other things going on in crypto, but mostly related to, to Doge and memes and and trying to not only educate a lot of new users about cryptocurrency, but also a lot about what not to do because mistakes are made over the years and I've learned a lot. And so um, at this point now where I'm just trying to have fun and make money uh, at the same time. So uh, all good, all good. Perfect. Is it okay if you give like a brief background about Doge? Because a lot of people hear about Doge from the news, so they maybe have like some information, but not the complete picture. So can you give like an overview of what is Doge all about and what is its background? Maybe like how was it created? Yeah, well, uh, many people have heard of Doge, but don't really know the whole story behind it. Created in December of 2013, uh, it was a uh, partnership between Jackson Palmer, who came up with this idea of the, using the Doge meme and said, just joking about making this coin called Dogecoin. And uh, Billy Marcus contacted Jackson and said, hey, I can help you make this. And they were really making fun of the cryptocurrency space at that time. That was the whole idea because not only were there a lot of uh, crypto, new new altcoins that were being made at the time and people just taking themselves way too seriously. But the whole scene just seemed to be really out of hand back then. And I interviewed Billy Marcus actually a couple of years ago, and uh, he told me a lot of the background and story behind creating Dogecoin and how he came into the crypto space, where many think that Dogecoin is just a fork of Bitcoin or Litecoin, but actually there's a longer string there. Uh, since Bitcoin is open source, anybody could take the Bitcoin code and make their own, uh, which was what how Litecoin was created. Well, there was a fork off of Litecoin, not really a fork, just that someone, someone took it and then made something called Lucky Coin. And then from that Lucky Coin, that is the actual code that Billy Marcus first used for his first attempt at a cryptocurrency that he called Bells. And Bells was just this fun thing from this, there was a video game called Animal Crossing at the time. And so, and there's this currency in that game called Bells. So Billy made this thing called Bells, this cryptocurrency, which was basically the pretty much the code that is Dogecoin. It was a proof of work cryptocurrency, but nobody did anything with it. He, he, he let it out in the world and nothing happened with it. So when, when Billy contacted so how did he, uh, Jackson, how did he... when Billy contacted Jackson, Billy and Jackson said, yeah, let's do this. Billy took that code that he made and really just changed the font to be Comic Sans and changed it to Dogecoin, made this inflation to it and all of that, let it out in the world. And then in 2014, it was like this big hit. Everyone was having fun with this Dogecoin and it was being mined. It's a proof of work cryptocurrency. 
Anybody with a computer could mine it and, and collect Dogecoin. And it was a lot of fun. But over the years, it kind of kind of waned for a bit. And Billy and Jackson both left the scene. They were kind of disgusted about how a, a lot of the community was just concentrating on making money off of Dogecoin instead of using it for the fun that, uh, that Dogecoin was really made to be. There were a lot of, uh, a lot of people just got sour on it. And, and so it just kind of lagged for a number of years until Elon Musk got interested in it. And mostly that was kind of fabricated a little bit about this creation of this like fake CEO of Dogecoin. And Elon was voted in as that. And that kind of got Elon's attention and he kind of liked it too, because Elon's a funny guy, right? And he likes jokes and things like that. And he started tweeting about Dogecoin and it was his favorite cryptocurrency and all this stuff. And all of that just kind of started growing and people, more people just started listening to it and saying, hey, maybe I should get some of this just in case something happens. And so that's kind of how the whole kind of Dogecoin phenomena started. So very interesting background and insight. I thought actually like I always knew about the Litecoin part, but I didn't know about the Lucky Coin part, which is seems yeah. very important. Uh, yeah. So thanks for this uh, uh, like uh, very insightful uh, background. So after after this like this was like almost ten years ago. So right now we see like uh, for example the user base is growing a lot. So well, what do you feel like the user base at the moment? Is it uh, mostly about fun and this aspect of it? Because it's still considered a meme coin by a lot. So, or it's, uh, it's a bit different than it was 10 years ago. I see it as a mix. It's a real mix right now. I think there's a lot, there's a big part of the Dogecoin community that really just wants to have fun with it, to build its utility for tipping, uh, for raising money, for I don't know, different uh, foundations or to support people in need and those kinds of things. Dogecoin had that history in 2014 that all kind of kind of went away and it's being revived again. And, and uh, people are donating Dogecoin for, for different causes. And so there's a whole part of the Dogecoin community. It's really, a, and, and also on X Twitter, just posting memes and having a lot of fun with it. But at the same time, there's another part of the community that just wants the Dogecoin price to go up and to make a lot of money. So it's really a combination of those two right now. But I guess that maybe the Dogecoin user base doesn't include, like, for example, venture funds or like big corporations similar to maybe other crypto. Like we see with Bitcoin, no. No. Uh, we have grayscale founders. As, as far as I know, there's no institutions or corporations or anything involved with Dogecoin. There are some wealthy individual. Mark Cuban talked about it a couple of years ago, and he was he and his son had bought some Dogecoin, and of course Elon bought some and for his son. So there's things like that. But as far as as far as like venture capital or or hedge funds or anything like that, who knows? There might be some who are who are buying some Dogecoin but being real quiet about it. We don't know. I haven't heard of any. Interesting. So yeah, so I think maybe it still maintains the meme status <laughs> in a way. So right now you can see that, for example, there is also like some innovation in the Doge space, like in the technology itself. Like the, we have the the tokens that might be like an equivalent to the like the ERC twenty for the Ethereum. So you think is this something that's going to take off, or 
Uh, does it have any feature or what do you think about it? Well, on ERC-20, I mean, Shiba Inu token was the biggest one that was made. And when it was first made, it was made to be the Doge killer, the Dogecoin killer. And uh, it was somebody who made it who just wanted to make a lot of money out of it because a lot of meme tokens are made. Uh, but but just how to about get the, the DRC-20? How about the DRC-20 on the Doge? DRC-20? Oh, for, yeah. for, for Doge. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I was actually asking also about the Ethereum, but I want to know like how... Yeah, well, okay. We'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that. Yes. Ordinals on Bitcoin have been a... It was sort of became a big thing in 2023. And at the same time, since Dogecoin has its own blockchain, just like Bitcoin has its own blockchain, you can inscript on the Dogecoin blockchain as well. So this DRC20 is, is how that is done. And so there are NFTs on Dogecoin. And most recently, the, the game Doom from 30 years ago has been inscripted on the Dogecoin blockchain. And you can play play the game right on right on the blockchain. So since since Dogecoin does not have a there's not a company that runs Dogecoin. Dogecoin is just out there in the world. There are some developers who donate their time to work on the Dogecoin code. Uh, to upgrade it for security or or other things, but it's not constantly being worked on in any large sense, like say an Ethereum or a Cardano or, or or one of those. So people just have fun with it, really. And there's no there's no real goal about anything big in the DRC twenty world about Dogeinals, which are the ordinals on the Dogecoin blockchain. There's nothing like that. It's just you're able to do it if you know how to code and, and to inscript. And some people are just having fun with it, showing what you could do. But that's about it. I see. So so you, you don't think it's going to maybe like be a big part of the Doge uh, ecosystem, like for the D, uh, like similar to the... I, okay. Yeah. I, in my opinion, I don't think that's going to be a big thing, uh, that this DRC20 and Doge, it's just a fun thing that people can do if they want to, but I don't see it being a big thing. Okay. This episode is sponsored by DegreeSign. CoinExam's platform was purpose-built by DegreeSign to be one of the best-performing platforms in the crypto space. DegreeSign is an agency developing web products with a long experience of building products from scratch for maximum performance and stability. Start today. Just email make at DegreeSign.com. How about for uh, in terms of payments? Like there was a lot of companies, especially I think very properly maybe two or three years ago, uh, especially like Tesla and uh, a lot of other companies or uh, even Mark Cuban, uh, Cuban himself, I think for his, uh, uh, like he have a sports club or something like that, he was uh, wanted to accept Doge as payments. So uh, how is this moving forward? Like, is it uh, still ha happening in some capacity or not at all? Well, I, uh, th that is the one thing that many in the Dogecoin community do uh, promote Dogecoin as being is a real cryptocurrency its use as a currency. And not only back in 2014, it was being used to send tips and to raise money for different organizations. And that that is a use as currency, but there, were, there wasn't a lot of acceptance of it back then, uh, but that does seem to be growing over the past couple of years, particularly in 2021, when there was all this excitement about Dogecoin again, that people start looking at it again and like, oh, wait, this is actually a pretty good cryptocurrency, how it's set up, how it's created. And 
it could be used for as a currency. And so more and more, we started hearing about companies accepting Dogecoin and individuals using Dogecoin. And Mark Cuban was one. He owns the Dallas Mavericks basketball team here in the United States. And so he set up with his merch store, he set up a, a, a way through payments that people could spend Dogecoin on merch and actually buy tickets too and to the games to his basketball team. He actually accepts more cryptocurrencies than just Dogecoin, but he was promoting Dogecoin because that was what was getting the most attention. What most people were interested in was the Dogecoin part of it. And so uh, there was a very positive reaction to that. And you just start seeing more and more companies just include Dogecoin in their list of cryptocurrencies that they would accept. Now with Tesla, Elon Musk had first started accepting Bitcoin for payment for a Tesla car uh, back in, uh, I think it was like March of 2021. But by May, uh, I think it was early or mid-May or so, he stopped accepting the Bitcoin as payment because I, he was getting a lot of flack about the, the mining of Bitcoin and how much of an energy hog that was for, for Bitcoin mining and that He's running this EV company that's supposed to be somewhat, uh, I don't know, like ecological, and yet he's accepting payment coin mining. And so, uh, and so he said, once, once Bitcoin could be at least 50% sustainable in its mining, then he would consider accepting Bitcoin again. But at the same time, he then, with his merch store, decided to accept Dogecoin. And he said that he would try it out, and he actually set up a number of products that you could buy from the merch store. And I actually bought this. This is a cyber whistle. So I got this cyber whistle from the Tesla website by paying Dogecoin for this. That's amazing. And it was a straight wallet to wallet transfer from my wallet to Tesla's wallet. And I got this cool cyber whistle for it. So that is Dogecoin's best use there is as a currency. And most recently, uh, you can see on my, my ex-Twitter account, at uh, Chris Pax, that I had this fun meme that I made, which was the Doge, or actually the Bitcoin white paper. I took a shot of it, and the, but I crossed out the word Bitcoin. I wrote in Dogecoin and Comic Sans, because Dogecoin is really more like a peer-to-peer -peer electronic cash system like Bitcoin was initially written to be by Satoshi on the white paper. And even Elon Musk himself said a couple of years ago that he, that he thought that Dogecoin was better for transactions as a currency than Bitcoin. Indeed. So I think also one thing that's uh, make it suitable for transaction maybe compared to Bitcoin is that uh, its price is, is slightly uh, stable right now, like it's going sideways. So do you think this, at least for the last maybe year or so, compared to other crypto are much more volatile? So you think that this is a trend like that happens for a reason or maybe because there's not much hype over it? Because it's not only going sideways, but still it's considerably, the value is considerably higher than uh, it was before, like before the, the whole volatility and uh, the Elon Musk uh, fiasco. So, uh, yeah, so... What do you think is, is future or like what, what do you think also is the reason for this side, current sideways movement, at least through the past year? Well, I, I, yeah, the, the sideways movement that we're seeing right now uh, is just the overall crypto market, pretty much. Dogecoin generally moves with Bitcoin. 
except when Bitcoin goes on a run, Dogecoin's run isn't quite as great. And when Bitcoin goes down, unfortunately, Dogecoin's price is, goes down a little bit more. And so we see this sort of Dogecoin-Bitcoin trading pair has been going down over the past year, year and a half. However, the sideways trading now, doesn't that doesn't necessarily make Dogecoin better as a currency. I mean, it's not like a stable coin. It's not going to act like a stable coin. When there is the hype and the next big catalyst of Dogecoin, Dogecoin's price most likely will go up quite a bit. And so that part of it, though, the way I look at it is that the Dogecoin you buy today is going to have that much more of buying power in the future when the Dogecoin price is higher. So imagine Dogecoin today at eight cents that buy a lot of Dogecoin today, but let's say a year from now, Dogecoin is at 80 cents. It, that, that means you've got 10 times the buying power, the Dogecoin you buy today, a year from now. So the but, price is going to fluctuate. That's going to happen with Dogecoin's price. But regarding the, the purchasing power, one thing that maybe Bitcoiners would say is that Bitcoin has limited supply, even though it's still inflationary at the moment because it's still mining it. But uh, Dogecoin is, is different, like it has an unlimited supply. So how does the, how, how do you answer on that? Like, Yeah, so, so the way that seems to be changing is that people who are buying Bitcoin are holding it as the store of value. They're not wanting to spend it. They're wanting to hold it for its future gains and not really use it as a currency. What with Dogecoins, it is inflationary. Yes, it isn't an unlimited supply in terms of like it could go up like tomorrow, you know, some infinite amount. Uh, there is on in, written into Dogecoin's code, 10,000 new Dogecoin are minted every minute but those are the Dogecoin that are given to the miners as reward for validating the transactions on the blockchain. So that's what helps keep Dogecoin secure. And there is no, there's no halving with Dogecoin. Uh, the rewards are set and will just continue uh, into the future. What happens though is as more and more Dogecoin are in circulation, that 10,000, you know, Block reward stays the same. So the percentage of the new Dogecoin that comes in as uh, in relation to the total number will just go down and down and down. And I call that sort of a, a decreasing inflation of, of Dogecoin. So over time, that kind it kind of makes sense for, for a currency. People are more willing to spend their Dogecoin uh, as, as a currency than people who hold Bitcoin, especially now that you've got these ETFs, these spot ETFs with Bitcoin, and you've got the Black Rocks and the Fidelities and all of them that are buying up all of this Bitcoin now. Um, it, it, it just continues to change Bitcoin far away from what Satoshi initially thought with the Bitcoin white paper to what Bitcoin is today and will be in the future. I just looked up the website, the coin exams, like about the Dutch inflation. And it was like last we checked, it was about less than 4%. So the point being is that uh, in the future, it will reduce eventually because uh, as you mentioned, it's a fixed number, not a fixed percentage. So it's 10,000. It seems like a large number, but it's <laughs> basically divided by the how much uh, is the, in circulation. So yeah, so it seems very sustainable because a lot of other crypto they have much higher inflation. Uh, even Bitcoin is not far 
behind. I mean, it's just two percent. So obviously there is the having. So yeah, Bitcoin maybe uh, will be like eventually one percent and maybe less. But also Doge is, is not far behind. So maybe in a couple of more years it will be much less and much less. And if you compare it to the dollar or any fiat currency, it's still much better deal because uh, most currencies, even the official inflation rate is like sometimes eight percent or more. And obviously in some countries with hyperinflation it can be hundred percent. So yeah. Right, and you can and you can compare it to a, like a stable coin. So if you want to if you want to use a stable coin as currency, I mean the value will always be the same. But with inflation, you're holding that stable coin. You're actually losing money by holding on to a stable coin. Uh, I understand why people use stable coins, and it does and it does have a great use in the whole cryptocurrency ecosystem. But something like Dogecoin, partially because of its sort of fun nature and, and community, but with a, a benefactor like Elon Musk, who can really turn Dogecoin into something really extraordinary, particularly with X Twitter, with X payments. If if Dogecoin does eventually uh, become integrated into that X platform, that's just going to be crazy for Dogecoin. And, uh, but, that would be, but that would be its true use as a currency right within the, the, the X ecosystem for tipping, for sending money, peer-to-peer -peer transactions, maybe even uh, through Shopify, you know, buying things through the X app as Elon continues to to make X be this everything app, Dogecoin could have a major role in that. Perfect. I think that's uh, like a perfect summary of Doge, like from the start to the current state. How about for you? How does the people find you? Do you have, you have your YouTube channel? What what other channels or uh, avenues can people reach you through? Well, my channel is is Chris Pax. Uh, I'm sure uh, you'll have a link uh, to it. Uh, and I do live streams three three nights a week and also put out many videos, mostly about Doge, but I also talk about Doge's relationship with other cryptocurrencies. I do a lot of education. I had one great live stream we did in December about taxes and cryptocurrency taxes. And people always just they say, Chris, what are you talking about taxes for? But it's like, it's really important that you know, people understand um, the tax situations, buying and selling cryptocurrencies and NFTs and things like that. So I, so I do a lot of education like that as well. Perfect. And uh, so, yeah, we'll have the YouTube channel and also your Twitter account link. Uh, thank you so much for your time today and uh, have a nice day. Bye. Sure, Hassan. Thank you.